You have arrived at your destination. Hey everyone, this is Brandon Jones of Animation Destination. I am joined uh, by Zachary Rich and Allison Sribnik of Skynamic Studios. Guys, how you doing today? Good, Pretty good. good. Awesome. It's great to meet you, Brandon. Sweet. Fantastic. Skynamic Studios is an uh, uh, independent animation company that I sort of stumbled on in my uh, insane looks into uh, indie animation. Uh, I, I dive pretty deep. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I caught on to some of their projects, and uh, I really uh, anchored to them. And something kind of happened recently that I thought was interesting. Uh, you guys have redone your site a lot, uh, a lot of revamping of a certain project. Um, and I and there's reasons for that that I thought were really interesting that I'd love to go over and talk to you guys about. And uh, I figured that would be pretty fun for the audience to hear as well. Yeah, sure. Oh, sounds pretty fun for us, too. Fantastic. Well, guys, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, send it off here. Uh, guys, um, before we dive into anything else too deep, uh, let's just talk about Skynamic Studios. What what are you guys? What is Skynamic Studios, and what do you guys do? Yeah, sure. It was uh, uh, the first week of April of 2013 mm-hmm. that uh, me and um, a, a lot of uh, uh, SCAD alumni – SCAD is the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. Right. Um, we had a lot of alumni from SCAD that had kind of joined us on a previous project that we just finished on March 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we had all, all all these, basically all these animators and artists that were just kind of like, all right, uh, well, we're here. What do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> Is there work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. It's like, all right, well, well, none of us are hired yet. Some of mm-hmm. us are still in school. Some of us are looking for jobs. How about we just go ahead and make our own studio and just wow. kind of pretend that we are a legitimate studio? <laughs> kind of that fake it till you make it kind of mentality. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, so we, uh, we we got together. We we drew up a nice logo of a cool boat, and we're like, let's let's call ourselves Skynamic Studios, and nice. let's let's create our own TV series, and, and that <laughs> kind of turned into uh, the gigantic four year project that has been True Tale. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's the one that, that that got me on you guys. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, it, it that, that's interesting. You're just like, well, let's start our own animation studio. You know, <laughs> in this day well, and age. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one that, of those things. Oh, oh, you go, you go ahead, Zach. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, that, that, that's just the beauty of, of I don't know, the, the age that we live in, where yes. we've got the, the internet and almost mm-hmm. uh, just the, the, the connectivity that we have with so many people around the world. Mm-hmm. That it's just kind of like, well, if you want to do something, you have the technology to do it. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, broadcast, well, especially. Yeah, exactly. The thing mm-hmm. that's really interesting uh, about what Skynamic Studios does, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons that drew me to it and then made me. You know, become his producer and work until we both were like co-owners of this whole thing <laughs> is is because when I graduated from Savannah College of Art and Design with my animation major cool. in 2012, I wanted to be a producer, but schools mm. do not teach that uh, right. for animation. They sure. expect you to be an animator 
or yeah. be a storyboarder or be a character designer, but they don't teach you the managerial side sure. of animation, which is actually a very strong unsung hero, oh. which is why, you know, <laughs> whenever uh, animation programs get Oscars or right. anything, uh, those producers are right up there with them. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> but the thing that is really uh, interesting is when you leave – uh, into the animation, you leave the school of animation or any art field for that matter. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, your school has not prepared you for the industry. Right. Uh, and so you may be talented and you may be super gifted at what you're doing, mm-hmm. but you're no, your resume and your portfolio and your demo reel doesn't even stand up to what's out there at say right. CalArts or Ringling or anything right. like that. And I adored SCAD. Like it, it's a, it's a good program, mm-hmm. but even at those schools, many of them don't uh, stand up to what really is going on in the industry. And usually it's only about like the top 10% of the school right. uh, in that program actually gets out there and gets in Disney or mm-hmm. network or sure. in Nickelodeon. Yeah. So we gave kids, I shouldn't say kids. We we gave <laughs> students the opportunity that after they graduated to work in an environment where you were being directed. And if you were a flash animator, we gave you puppets that you could work with oh, wow. that you were not going to be able to get uh, yeah. on your own because you probably didn't know how to make a flash puppet that looked that professional right, and right. gave you the ability to have animation that was really high professionally Mm -hmm. which is why when we started we had about 30 or so people a good majority of those people today are actually working in the industry yeah uh they are storyboarders they're animators they're character designers they're they're out there they're working they're functioning because we gave them that opportunity now it's important to keep in mind <laughs> no one was paid a freaking thing <laughs> including us including, <laughs> including oh, <yeah>. us <laughs> we have lost so much money but what we gained is uh an amazing project amazing friends mm-hmm. and an awesome opportunity to help the next generation of animators that mm-hmm. are going to make right the next a, project a labor of love than it would be exactly, exactly. yes yeah, we, we all have our our day jobs that kind mm-hmm. of pay the bills and we mm-hmm. do the skynamic studios at night to kind of keep it going right exactly right. i mean i wouldn't be working where i am in the industry today i mean i'm mm-hmm. one of those stories right where nickelodeon saw what we were doing with true tale back in 2014 mm-hmm. right um and it was around like winter time and they were like, hey, pitch it to us. And we pitched it and they were like, eh, no, that's not exactly, your project's really dark and, and not where we were being, no. And, but the two of you are super interesting. What is it that you guys want? I said, I want a job. Straight <laughs> up, right out the gate. And, I've, I've... uh, yeah, I've poured so much uh, into this. I just want something back. <laughs> yeah, just give me. I just want a job. I'm saving up money right. to get out to California because we're both East Coasters. Right. I, it, it, it was productive for us though, because I mean, you know, yeah. we started uh, Skynamic Studios, and like right from the get go, it was all True Tale, True Tale, True Tale. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, finally, like putting together that pitch and creating yeah. our pilot animatic, and then like writing mm-hmm. a couple episodes of scripts and doing all our character designs, and then we did a lot of animation as well to kind of test things out. Mm-hmm. Finally, pitching that to Nickelodeon in 2014 was it was a really big wake up call for us. Right, like right. we never thought that someone would turn it down. Yes, <laughs> oh. uh, 
so naive. <laughs> yeah, I know. My God. But it, but it was really good for us because sure. uh, the really cool thing about Nickelodeon was that they didn't just turn it down. Right. Like they actually told us why they thought that it wasn't a good thing for a Western market and what sure. we could do to, to change it and improve it and make it better. Well, that's good. We, yeah, we shook a lot of hands and we made awesome. a lot of friends and awesome. that thus started like this whole kind of two-year process where we just mm-hmm. kind of – yeah. reworked the show and reworked the show and right. pitched it and pitched it and reworked it until we kind of got it to where it is today. Right. Awesome. I will, I'm, I'm definitely going to go into uh, details about that uh, in a moment. Uh, just wanted to get uh, a little bit uh, into your background. You guys sort of answered a lot of it. You came from SCAD, uh, Zach, Zachary, and Allison, you're from Savannah uh, College. Of art and design, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. both, both awesome. of us are scatties. Awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the the same thing. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, Allison, I think you graduated with your bachelor's of fine arts and animation back in 2012, right? Okay. Yes, that is correct. Awesome. Yeah, I, I graduated with my bachelor's in animation uh, in 2014, and then I just recently graduated with a master's of fine arts and animation right. just a couple months ago yeah. uh, in June. So, um, <laughs> yeah, good to be done. Uh, and, and so I've I've always wanted uh, uh, since. Back Back in the day, and I, I still think about it today because it's never too late to uh, learn a new craft. But uh, going into animation or animation stu- uh, school, um, is it is it typically taught digitally now, or is it? I, I don't believe they well, sell animation. Usually, well, here's the thing: like most mm-hmm. most animation colleges will usually start off the same way with the animation program, and they'll they'll take you through paper pencil sure. animation and light tables to kind of train you in the twelve principles of animation, right? And there's usually only about like one class or maybe two classes that force you to do that. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, they kind of start to move you on to the Cintiqs, mm-hmm. start messing around with Adobe Flash or Toon Boom Harmony, and you kind of move into 2D digital animation from there. Right. That's cool. All right. Awesome. And uh, Allison, you mentioned uh, giving the animators puppets. Uh, just to uh, clarify for some of the listeners, uh, the puppet being a, a digital um, yes. uh, construct inside of Flash that basically – uh, has I believe just joints, uh, you know, d- digital joints between the arms and legs and things like that to move it about. Is that uh, correct? Uh, Zach is is my animation guy when it comes to Flash. He really <laughs> right. understands Flash. Like even if I open Flash on my computer, it crashes my computer, which right. is really very sad. <laughs> um, I do I do a lot of the writing um, and okay. uh, some of the art directing and color and that kind of thing. Sure, but uh, he's he when it comes to Flash questions. Mm. Oh, that's your dude right there. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess to answer your question, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, like yes. imagine taking uh, an illustration mm-hmm. of uh, a character right. and then breaking that character down into all the, the different movable body parts, like the hand, the forearm, the upper arm, the torso, the waist, the pelvis, right. the, the calf, muscle, the thigh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then what you'd do is you'd have multiple views of that particular character, like a front view, a three-quarter view, a profile view, an over-the-shoulder view. Mm-hmm. And then if you have like special shots where you've got a low angle or a high angle, you might build special puppets of that character just from those angles. Right. And then it's all about breaking the puppet and forcing it to match <laughs> your rough drawings, which you'll always do first when you're animating. Right. And then it's just moving the parts around and, and making it look like fluid traditional, even though it's just moving parts around, which is all just puppet. Right. right. Yeah, we even have an instance where Zach showed some of his animation in a 2D uh, in a, a traditional uh, 2D animation class at SCAD. Mm-hmm. And the teacher was like, now you see how volume and, and squashing and stretching and all of this is really important. You need to maintain your volume and your shape because this is what hand-drawn animation can look like. Mm-hmm. And that goes, ah, 
<laughs> that's impressive though because uh you know when when flash animation and digital animation uh things like you know tween uh uh animation between that i i w- it was always very vivid like when i could look at something and go okay that was definitely like tweened or done something like that was digitally oh, yeah. uh, imposed mm-hmm. but this one is definitely frame by frame animation and now it's the the line is blurring a little bit more oh, than yeah. than I can it, even like, imagine. I still remember back in like what the early two thousands, late nineties when we had uh, Newgrounds dot com, mm-hmm. which is still around. But like back then, that was the place you went to for like Flash yes. animation. That's, mm-hmm. that's when it was Macromedia Flash. Yeah, yeah. Newgrounds and uh, was, I remember looking at that stuff, and it was like, all right, that's obviously tween stuff. Like that's right. Flash, right? But like yeah. nowadays, you have entire television shows yes. for anime using Adobe Flash, like yeah. uh, uh, like My Little Pony, My Little Pony Magic, for yeah. example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are courses now taught on that. Like, uh, just uh, from from that animation alone, there are people that like br- bring up their own courses uh, for certain scenes from uh, My Little Pony. Uh, that that like here's how this worked and how this is how uh, the walk animation oh, cycle is. Yeah, and, you know, like it, like My Little Pony is a great example of a, a flash puppeted animation. Mm-hmm. If you want a really good example of Toon Boom Harmony, which is a different program, yes, it's mainly used by Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Tangled series that they just released, yes, is all Toon Boom Harmony puppets, mm-hmm. and my God. It looks phenomenal. It's gorgeous. If I didn't know that it was puppeted, I, I, like I wouldn't be able to tell. Right, right, and uh, I believe uh, the same the same technique was used for Pen Zero, part time hero as well. Yeah, uh, exactly. I adored that style, and then when they yeah. said they were doing a, a Tangled series, and I saw the first trailer, and I was like, oh, they're doing the Pen Zero style, but it gives that, that pastel color that looks really beautiful, yeah. and I, I, I adore it. Like, the thing that is so um, revolutionary, revolutionizing animation, mm-hmm. uh, even in the, in the industry, is like I worked on Harvey Beaks at Nickelodeon oh, for cool. two years, mm-hmm. and it would take us months. <laughs> to get animation back from overseas. Right. Uh, from Korea. Mm-hmm. That hand-drawn pencil animation, yeah. though it is beautiful and the result is amazing, mm-hmm. you need to have an entire giant house of animators right. uh, to get that done. Right. Uh, from color to cleanup to mm-hmm. all of it. Absolutely. But with flash animation and with Toon Boom, puppet animation, all of that, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a matter of weeks. Yeah, you and, can turn you can turn around an episode so quickly, yeah. and you don't even need to have as many animators. Right, and because of that, it really is changing the uh, the mainstream way that we do animation for our TV shows. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. I you, you can even tell it. Um, one, one of the one of the starkest, and again, like there's there's also just like a, a twinge of of quality that can come from Flash now that that I don't think was there just a few years ago. Um, the starkest uh, contrast that I saw was uh, Dawn of the Crudes on Netflix. Um, oh yeah, and if yeah. you if you watch most of the episodes, they look very well animated, but like in season one, episodes two and eight. I think were farmed out to somebody that didn't really know f- or couldn't do flash animation to the same uh, degree as uh, yeah. as the rest of it, and they're the, the two, they're just so starkly like like just tweened out and not as as vivid as the rest of them, and it, it, that to me like I said to myself like oh that's clearly this one's frame by frame and that one's tweened, and then I learned like no actually they're all sort of, they're all puppeted like which 
which broke me. I was <laughs> I was honestly like astonished that like that this one wasn't frame by frame and the and, and but this one uh, you know was also done the same way, just not as well done. Uh, well, that- that was impressive. That's, that's one of the things that uh, that that is that can be so shocking is that uh, you, you know usually when you think oh puppeted animation you're thinking right. all right flash puppet right right but really it comes down to like puppeting is just a technique like paper pencil is a technique it all depends on the animator who is mm-hmm. yes. employing that technique yeah absolutely there's there's bad yeah. puppetry and then there's Jim Henson you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly you know. exactly it's like you've got suck puppets and then right. you, and you've got like. Yeah. Of course. But the yeah. thing that, that's interesting <laughs> of what you mentioned about, you know, the farming out of animation is mm-hmm. it's actually extremely common in first right. seasons of series yeah. where they will farm out about 10 episodes mm-hmm. to one company and then like another 10 to another. Right. Uh, just because usually uh, some of these companies are like, uh, we're... <laughs> We don't. We don't know if we can do what you want us to do. <laughs> right. Like we need to like maybe hire some more people or figure out, or mm-hmm. they're they're testing out a new company based on maybe like DreamWorks wanted them to test this one out, right. or Nickelodeon wanted to test that one out. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of thing. It's extremely common that you actually see that happen with yeah. Yeah, a yeah. lot of series. Absolutely. Um, and it, I read an I read an interesting article recently that was published about the beginning of the year. Uh, Studio Mir, uh, which is frame by frame pencil animation, uh, they do Korra and the new Voltron, um, which are amazing. Uh, yeah. And it, but it, it was interesting just to hear about this, like like the the number of people they have for that is like striking. Staggering. Yeah, well, it's strikingly it's low for for yeah. for that type of studio. Like like I don't know, they just mu- they just must not sleep. That's all I can assume. Like because <laughs> yeah, you would assume like like so many people uh, like because I remember uh, f- uh, filmation back in the day they they wanted to do everything in house, but I think there were a few they had to farm over to uh, to Korea and Japan and stuff like that um, just because they couldn't you know keep up with all with after the He Man boom they had to uh, fork it over somewhere else but you know it, well, yeah. it is interesting some of these animation studios they um overseas like say once in india for example they actually have shifts mm-hmm. of where they actually have the weekend shifters right the people they work during the weekend right because we'll be getting things from overseas on the weekend right like, what is going on <laughs> uh, why is, like, do these people sleep do they like do you go home to your family? What are you doing? Yeah. And I think it's it's one of the things of because animation has been shipped out overseas, which mm-hmm. is very sad, especially for for say Zach and myself and, mm-hmm. and future two D animators. Right. The ability to find a job after work is becoming harder and right. harder and harder. Sure. Well, uh, well, at the very least, finding a job in story-driven animation, yeah. like television or film. Right. Uh, you can still find plenty of 2D animation jobs here in America, but there would be for, like, advertising Ad commercials mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for something completely unrelated to Which story. Which is not what you're taught. You're right. taught well, yeah. to create a character and to have sure. story and emotion and yeah. meaning. Yeah. Not here by this water bottle. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I will say like some of the best 2D animation I've ever seen in my life came from like Fruit Loop commercials and things like that. Right, yeah. It's got such a gigantic budget to only animate 30 I, seconds. It's amazing. Right. I can only imagine I can only imagine the people that invented Aaron Insurance were like they were like ecstatic <laughs> that they were able to actually put a character that was that was actually vibrant and fun and that exactly. gets to go into a commercial. So <laughs> 
Um, exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I, I think uh, you guys have touched on the industry uh, pretty well here. I, I didn't expect to get as far into it as we did, which is great. Um, so uh, I'd like to ask you before we get into True Tale, because that's the meat of this whole thing. I'd really like to talk about uh, True Tale. What, 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 are, what were some of your inspirations uh, from when you were young or what, what, what made you want to go to SCAD or go to an animation school? Oh, man. I come from a family of doctors and pharmacists oh, wow. and lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> so when I told my family when I was in ninth grade, I was like, I'm going to go be an animator. <laughs> That's a sweet dream, honey. That's awesome. Good, good for you. Oh, no. And, yeah. And then when I moved into being a junior and mm-hmm. that dream did not change because mm-hmm. you know everybody like when you're in kindergarten it's like i want to be a nurse or sure. a mom or an artist or a veterinarian or whatever right um but they were like oh that's so cute that she wants to go into art what a fun <laughs> little passion she has <laughs> and then when i said i want to go to scad like mm-hmm. that i picked out my school that's where i want to go right i remember <laughs> Fourth of July, the entire family was there, and I, I come from a very, very academic Jewish family. Right. And they were like, "Oh, honey, no, like, you're you're oh, no. you're gonna starve." I mean, like my my cousin, who is now a uh, a brain a neurosurgeon, right. in one of like the top clinics in the country, wow. pulls me upstairs, and he goes. Allison, I have a friend who wanted to be a director, and he's in California right now, and he's serving pizzas. Do you want to serve pizzas? <laughs> and I'm like, I uh, want to be an animator. Like, I want right. to do animation. <laughs> uh, sad to say, first year of college, I was pre-med and pre-vet. <laughs> right. So yeah. I did not go to SCAD. And wow. after, you know, making the A's and the B's and doing everything that my parents said, I was miserable because I ended up staying more time in the dissection area, drawing the dissections right. than actually studying them. Right. Uh, and so I was like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And my folks were like, okay, we'll come home and maybe you could do graphic design. Like, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll edge a little bit okay for that. <laughs> Because, you know, that's not, that's not, you know, unrealistic. Right. It still feels unrealistic, but okay. Right. So went home for a year, did graphic design. First day uh, from school, got home, and I went, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've listened to you guys for my entire life. Right. Um, I think I was, oh, my God, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. I went, I'm going to SCAD, and you're going to pay for it, and I'm signing up today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Got to spread your wings. That's how it, yeah, that's how it goes, you know. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Three years at SCAD uh, and graduating and doing the whole like animation. Mm-hmm. While I was there, I realized right away. Mm-hmm. Zach knows me uh, really well. I'm a person who hopes for the best, but plans for the worst. Mm-hmm. And I saw the writing on the wall my sophomore year, and I went, "There are no jobs." <laughs> and if I want a job in this industry, what the heck? Like my parents are gonna kill me that I went into this. Maybe they were right. My, my cousin was I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna serve oh my pizza. God, I'm gonna be serving pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so I quickly fell into production. And by the time I graduated from school, I had produced four or five films uh, mm. for graduates and seniors and right. some of them went off to the film circuit and some of them were atrocious mm-hmm. it's the story of you know yeah. growth 
Yeah. Um, but it really didn't like get my footing until uh, Nickelodeon called us right. with, uh, with True Tale. Yeah. Because when I told them I wanted the job, and, and you have to keep in mind, I graduated in 2012. So for two years of my life, yeah. I worked doing tons of side jobs and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now, if if you're an animation kid or you're in art right now mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to graduate, mm-hmm. uh, there's a very high possibility that for two years or a year of your life, depending on how much, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be doing the craft that you love right. for a living. Sure. But if you are, if you persevere and you become extremely, um, as my rabbi said, a nudnik, which basically means <laughs> that you just annoy the ever-loving crap out of them. <laughs> Squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> squeaky wheel. Exactly, oh my yeah. gosh. Exactly <laughs> what I did. When mm. I told uh, the, the guy at Nickelodeon that I wanted a job, he was like, oh, well, okay, send me your resume. And didn't hear anything from him for a while. And then January of 2015, I was sitting there watching American Idol, <laughs> kind of complaining to my parents, being like, well, they've got a golden ticket and they're going to California. <laughs> Why can't I go to California? I want to go to California, my father was like, oh my gosh, please stop. And then all of a sudden my phone rang and it said Hollywood, California on it. And I went, oh great, Microsoft is calling me about my computer, how it has a virus again. (laughs) Uh, And it turned out it was the recruiter at Nickelodeon. And five months months later, or six months later, uh, I was flying out to, uh, I was flying out in uh, to meet with the recruiter mm-hmm. uh, and he surprised me that there was a job opening on Harvey Beaks and mm-hmm. when I got home after my trip I got the call that I had the job awesome so I would you right now it is absolutely possible but if you are not <laughs> polite patient yeah. and persevere mm-hmm. and become extremely persistent um, <laughs> you you can't break into this industry right. if you're not here in California right yeah <laughs> so yeah, that, so that's, that's my that's my little deal. Right on. I that, that that that's the harshness of of my reality is that I didn't want to leave uh, Louisville, Kentucky, which is why I never got into animation because uh, <laughs> there's no there's no uh, market for that here. But uh, you know, yeah. it, that's fine. I, I decided I wanted yeah. to live here rather than uh, chase that. So, but yeah, yeah. no, it's it's yeah, great. It's, for... it's a tough it's a tough thing to mm-hmm. leave home. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially. I will tell you PAs, because I started off as a production assistant on Hardy Weeks. Mm-hmm. You you don't make a lot. It's gonna it's a it's a tough job and it's a tough living. Sure. But the end result is you learn so much and you grow so much and, and now I work at a company called uh, Wild Canary Animation mm-hmm. and they do Disney Junior properties like oh, cool. Miles from Tomorrowland, right. Highlight from of the Wild Wild West. Whatever that one is, and right now I'm working on Puppy Dog Pal. Oh, cool! And I am an asset coordinator over Very there. So it it happens. Very you cool. You can you can totally break into the industry, but you have to realize that first job yeah. uh, is is going to be tough. And I remember when I came out here uh, for the first time interviewing, I had become friends with uh, Don Hahn, executive uh, producer on Lion King and all of that right. uh, through SCAD, mm-hmm. and. I, Oh, I'll tell you guys this, that uh, if you meet somebody who you feel you need to go talk to, mm-hmm. uh, don't ask them for a job. Ask them for advice. Yeah. Never ask somebody straight up, I want a job. Right. 
No, you go up and you go, hi, I want to be a producer one day. I learned, I, you know, I loved your documentary and da, right. da, 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 and I hope I can learn more from you in the future. And right. Two of us became fairly friendly. And so when I met him, when I came out here, he said to me, the first job you apply for, you probably will not get. Right. The first job I applied for, I got. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but right. that's, that's, that's kind of like the running thing of right. you probably won't get it. He did and say probably. He, so. Yeah, probably <laughs> he covered himself. But when you do eventually break into the industry, mm-hmm. it's extremely important that you always help those people mm-hmm. who are trying to break in. Right. So it's it's kind of like a full circle sort of thing because right. when I met with him, I was like, why are you meeting with me? What is going on? <laughs> he goes, I had somebody help me, so I'm going to help you. Right. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a small industry. Like everybody knows everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a tiny, it's a tiny small town. Right. So if you... <laughs> You, if you work at Nickelodeon, I guarantee you, you're probably going to end up working at Disney one day, right. or you're going to be end up working at Cartoon Network right. or Warner Brothers yeah. or DreamWorks. Right. And everybody knows everybody. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. Butch Hartman, uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane, they all worked in uh, Disney and uh, everything before that. So it, yeah. it, it, it's impressive when you start looking at all the all the resumes. It's like, oh, they've just kind of circled around <laughs> into the same, pretty much, you know, uh, areas. <laughs> It's also crazy because when you do eventually get in, it's extremely important to be very nice and and open and be very easy to work with mm-hmm. uh, because you do not know who is in that group that you're working with mm-hmm. that knows whoever you're applying for with like your next project. Right. So it's like my art director on Harvey Beaks knew the art director on Puppy Dog Pal because right. they had worked together. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those, Yeah. it's, oh my gosh, it's so small. It's like, <laughs> once you break in, now you're terrified that you're going to ruin your reputation by saying something. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel that's pretty uh, that's pretty uh, a, a microcosm of of uh, Louisville, Kentucky as well. We're noted yeah. as being the smallest large city in the world because everybody knows everyone in this town. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Zachary, what what is what is some of your background? Uh, how did you break in after after going to SCAD and all that jazz? So oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, my background is is mainly in like and your inspiration. For, like, Sorry, I, I yeah, about from, that. from like K through twelve, mm-hmm. I was mainly uh, drawn. Drama, choir, and debate. Sure. So I, I didn't. I, I never took an art class. I, I just kind of. Mm-hmm. I filled up a lot of sketchbooks, just right. kind of as a hobby. It was like fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for me, uh, school was school was a very easy thing. I got very bored with it. It was. Yeah. You know, I was. I was that that god awful straight A student that everyone hates. <laughs> uh, just so good at everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think I skipped like a third of my high school wow. uh, time just because I knew I could. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, but I got, I got done with high school in 2005 and uh, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't take the SATs, didn't t- take the ACTs. I was just kind of like, I, I think I'm going to go work at GameStop wow. and, and, and play games. Yeah. And so that was, that was two years from 2005 to 2007. I was just an assistant manager at GameStop. And, right. Very quickly, I was realizing I, I, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I, I should probably go to college. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but it was right around that time, 2005, 2007, that um, anime began to really right. hit uh, 
our our country in right. like the form of DVD box sets and mm-hmm. Suncoast back when Suncoast oh. existed and oh, man. Best Buy started to create their anime aisle yes. and I was like what is this what is this anime everything because was I, like a hundred dollars it was insane yeah. <laughs> my God I've got a whole wall full of all those hundred dollars right. things that's, yeah. that's where all my money oh, went heck, to I, right. I had my mother. <laughs> For SAT, like, prep, because I, being from my crazy academic family, like, we had the SAT prep, and I remember being like, oh, please, if, if, I, if I do, like, these four chapters, will you take me to Best Buy so I can buy an anime DVD? But, uh, but, yeah, it was just, it was just a lot of anime, and uh, I, I'd right. never really, I'd never really heard, even heard of anime before. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd grown up with Western animation, you know, Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, sure. uh, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so I was used to, like, cyclical storytelling where our characters yeah. began and ended in the same spot every right. time. Mm-hmm. And nothing of, of any kind of consequence yes. ever happened. Yeah. But anime was the first time where it was, like, linear storytelling. They mm-hmm. went on a journey. Like, there were character arcs. It was, yeah. it was like watching a book. Yeah. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, it was then... I was working at GameStop. I, uh, they were starting to release the Naruto box sets in mm-hmm. the country, and I, I, I bought the first one. I was like, ah, sure, why not? I'll buy it and I'll play it. And, yeah. And it was like, that's what got me into animation. That's what made me go, this is what I want to do. I want to be a storyteller. I want to I animate this stuff. So what made me apply to SCAD actually was like some very clever marketing that SCAD did back during my freshman year of high school where uh, they just randomly sent our house like one of their giant art books right uh, of student artwork and it had like a dvd slip in the back where i could like watch some student films and right i did that during freshman year and i was like oh yeah this is really really cool yeah anyways back to gamecube <laughs> <laughs> it was back to that right but uh when the fi- when the time finally came where i went i think i want to go to college for animation the first thing that came to mind was scad even though i was living in kansas at the time because mm-hmm. just that's what i remembered right and so I applied. Uh, I, I turned in a portfolio of just some of my hobby art on the side, got a, a little portfolio scholarship. And my parents were like, all right, well, if this is what you want to do. Then this is what you're going to do. But we're not going to pay for any of it. So uh, I, I had to kind of take out a lot of private loans and mm-hmm. uh, federal loans and try to get some more scholarships and, and had a little bit of a, of a student work study job on the side. And right. because I couldn't really afford to pay for everything myself, it was more of a uh, could only like go part time. Right. So a four-year degree turned into a six-year degree, and uh, that was from a bachelor's, and a two-year degree from the master's turned into a three-year degree. So kind of kind of about 10 years of just college at SCAD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's what got me into SCAD. But uh, I, um, I very quickly realized while I was there that uh, there was nothing stopping us, the students, from mm-hmm. creating gigantic films just right. while we were at school. There, there's nothing stopping us. Right. We had all the technology. We had all the manpower. We mm-hmm. had all the tutelage. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. And so I, I wound up putting together uh, um, a, a big crew of like 105 yeah. uh, students. Um, and we uh, we got special legal permission from what Hasbro uh, Incorporated and Turner Home Entertainment to um, – Use the My Little Pony characters and then the characters from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh wow! And we basically like uh, combined it all into this thirty-minute animation called uh, Double Rain Boom, which we released back in March of two thousand thirteen. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that. Oh yeah! Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, that that, that yeah, that's, that's sex, baby. That's the beginning <laughs> of everything. And yeah. all I can think is like sitting in that. Because the first time I met Zach, we were in uh, Digicel. 
very beginning forms of it. And right. One and of our, our professor, our professor oh. was Michael Jancy, who's amazing. Yes. Like he forum uh, comics in the newspapers. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And one of our friends, Blair, he goes, hey, Allison, have you seen My Little Pony? And I went, are you kidding me? I'm a 90s child. Of course I have seen My Little Pony and Care Bears and Gummy Bears and everything else. Like, what are you talking about, you crazy person? He goes, no, 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 there's a new one. And I went, what? Yeah. No, there's, no like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And at the time, I hadn't become, like, very close with Zach, but he was really one of the star guys in the Flash class. And right. so... I went over, we were like staying late or something like that, and we were talking about Flash, and I went, oh, well, have you seen My Little Pony Friendship is Magic? That whole thing is animated in Flash. (laughs) And I was like, no way. I I, I, had no idea that one little sentence was going to spawn. (laughs) Well, well, she had to to convince me to watch it. I'm like, why am I going to watch My Little Pony? What the hell? I'm like... no way! Like I, I right. did you notice that I'm male? Like why would I watch that? Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it has good storytelling, and the animation is beautiful, and the colors, and the music. No, and I, just, I, I, I think she okay, finally, she finally forced it. me. She, she forced me to sit down. I think she like promised <laughs> me a honey bun or some zebra cakes or something. I was like, right. oh my god, never! <laughs> the first half of the first episode, and immediately I was hooked. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. I'm like the animation style was amazing, and mm-hmm. and it was a magical moment because at that yeah. exact time we were learning officially mm-hmm. at SCAD how to use Adobe Flash. Right, and here was this show animated yeah. in Adobe Flash, and mm-hmm. it was just like it was kind of like a click moment for me. It made me go, well. Why can't we do that? Right. There's nothing stopping us from doing that. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of turned into the whole double rainbow thing, which That's... which kind of honestly it set the foundations for Skynamic Studios later on. Right. That's so yeah. impressive. Uh, and uh, if there's any outlet of uh, of creativity, which is impressive, um, uh, I, I think uh, MLP FIM is a very quality show. Um, yeah, from uh, from Lauren Faust to Rob Renzetti, they know how to make a re- a good show, and that that was number one when they set out to do it. Uh, it's really what I point to when like anything can be quality. It doesn't matter yeah, what it's based, wh- whether it's a reboot of like a a, a semi successful girls' toy from the eighties, like, <laughs> and now that's that's broken off into entire cons dedicated to it specifically. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's 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 so impressive. Impressive, uh, and and that's from a fla- and even like I, I remember like all the dread coming from it because like oh they're doing a new My Little Pony like that wasn't the first like remake of a My Little Pony and it wasn't the first one done in Flash either no. and the, the 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 third generation I think they call it G three uh, of My Little Pony was done in Flash and it was just mindless it was, awful. It was mindless baby garbage like just terrible, terrible. and it was uh, it was oh my god it was right so everybody oh. so everybody was already dreading this thing coming up but then like you start hearing all these voices like or all these like like people attached to it lauren faust and and rob renzetti and you're like wait they they do good shows wait a minute what's going on (laughs) and and then this thing came out and it was just like this this avalanche of like you know uh like wow you can actually take something and make good character and uh have like strong you know role models for kids to look up to and it it, different personalities of characters and it's it's so impressive yeah you hit on a really good thing like Actually, I, I went to uh, one. Uh, I went. To, I think I went to BronyCon in 2013. Yeah. And uh, Lauren Faust was invited to speak at the convention, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a fan posed a question to her: uh, "What's more important, story or character?" 
Right. And immediately she answered character. Right. Like you can't have a good story if you don't have good characters. You want right. fourth dimensional characters, you know. Right. Who is this character? What do they want? Why do they want it? And yeah. why should we care? Right. And what would change them too? Like exactly. that. It's always it's always an evolving question. Like yeah, how do they grow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What? what I, would, I, I think, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think that's one of the things that was um, really missing in our first version of True Tale. Right. Because we really couldn't figure out exactly how to make those characters grow. Right. Uh, yeah. Because. At the beginning of the very first iteration of it was a bunch of mercenaries <laughs> hated each other and we're going to become a family. <laughs> whether you whether you like yeah. it or not, we're <laughs> on this whether adventure. Whether you like it or not, you're going to become a family. Right. It doesn't matter that you know you might have killed somebody's parents or that you're you're an evil, terrible creature who right. literally yeah. abandons people on the side of the road while they're dying. No, no, no. You're all going to become good heroes of society. Right. What? Yeah. So. Like, uh, I <laughs> I think that's so, a good segue. Uh, unless Zach, you want to mention yeah. something? Well, yeah. Uh, well, well, just just to, to finish up here, like the mm-hmm. the really crazy thing, which right. which definitely is is kind of like countered to Allison's experience mm-hmm. with uh, with the industry because she had to really struggle to get where she's at today. Yeah, oh, I uh, you. I, you were I handed by a silver platter. Like, <laughs> yeah, like pretty much everything was handed to me, like because uh, because oh, I, no. I we, we finished Double Rainbow back in oh, 2013 no. of, of March. Yeah, but. Like we didn't expect it to be that popular, right? And so what ended up happening is um, I was still in my bachelor's degree. It was my junior year. I still I still had to graduate, but I was actually contacted out of the blue by um, an animation studio called Floyd County Productions. Yeah, and uh, they do um, Archer. Uh, oh yeah, which is mm-hmm. a hell of an awesome TV right. series. Right. Yes. Um, yes. They all, they also did Unsupervised. Un- um, and they basically uh, contacted me and they said, "Hey, we saw your Double Rainbow thing. Can't believe it was all animated Flash." How would you like to come up and take a tour of our studio? And I was wow. like, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, why not? It was only a three and a half hour drive up to Atlanta. So uh, I drove up there, um, took a look at their studio. It was freaking awesome. Right. Uh, it was great. People walking around in their pajamas. It was fantastic. Uh, the moment you open up the doors to the studio, there's this giant cardboard cutout of uh, Archer just like staring at you. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, while I was there, they were like, oh, hey, um, how would you like to take an animation test for us? Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Like I, I like I had yet to realize that they were just trying to hire me. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll take an animation test. Why not? I mean, I got to get back to SCAD here soon. But sure, why not? And so I did a test for them. It was for a, a new show that they were developing at the time called uh, Chosen. Oh, okay, which, yeah. Um, I remember Chosen. Yeah, it only had a 13-episode run yeah. before it was canceled, but it was it was great. It was basically Archer with rappers. Right, yeah, Bobby Moynihan is a, a yeah. big white rapper, yeah. It's pretty yeah, good. it was fantastic. It was yeah, it, good. it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. That show. <laughs> I, I enjoyed working on it. It was yeah, great. That's cool. Uh, because uh, I did the test, uh, passed. They were like, hey, uh, how about we hire you? And I was like, oh, well, I, I haven't graduated yet. And they're like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, I was in this dilemma, like, do I stay at SCAD and finish my degree, or do I just go and get hired in the industry, which right. is why I was at SCAD in the first place. Right, yeah. So, so I, I chose to go work for them. So like, uh, wow. from like June to October of 2013, uh, I was just a character animator in the industry, and I was working on Chosen. Wow, That's But uh, cool. I very, very quickly realized during my, my time there that even though it was a lot of fun and I love the environment and the atmosphere – I was not meant to be a character animator officially. Wow. Like it was, it was just boring. Mm. Um, I, I like to be challenged. Uh, I, I like to be constantly presented with complex problems to solve. Right. So that I always have something new to 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 do. Right. But character animation is just the kind of thing for me, at least, where 
you know, once I got good at it, especially with the style of the particular show, it's just the same thing every day. And right. I don't know, it, it quickly wore me down and I started getting like really grouchy. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's one know. of the reasons on why True Tale went as dark as it did. It did. Because it, 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 it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I will I'll tell you right now that if you are in a bad place emotionally and you try to write something Right. It's it, probably it, it, going it, oh, to be yeah. the most depressing, oh. yeah. oh. dark, a lot of death. horrifying <laughs> yeah. elf death everywhere. Absolutely. Like our poor, our poor Dolly. <laughs> I just like that poor character. I feel so sorry for that old version. Her whole life, yeah. just like everyone died, and then she like bring it, it was all back because of that. Oh my god. So it was. It was like I quickly went. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and quit on you know not burning any bridges. We love on good terms i'm gonna go back to scad i'm gonna finish my degrees and right. why don't i get a master's degree while i'm at it and, and right that that was my story of scad so that's pretty cool that's awesome yeah, but guys it's, it's so different compared to mine right <laughs> <laughs> but let, let, let's move on uh into uh true tale uh yeah. this is the show yeah. that kind of got me uh got me to notice you guys i i, I basically um, uh, when I first saw the the trailer for it, I think the original trailer for the original concept, even uh, way back in uh, Lord 2014, maybe was that the first one? Or? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. it was uh, okay. May of 2014. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw it like on because I always dive into the, which is why I've seen uh, Double Rainboom. I, I dive into these like projects of uh, indie animation, and I saw a yeah. full. You know that that's what impressed me about uh, Double Rainboom was the fact that it's that it's a, a half an hour of like almost spot on animation of the actual <laughs> show. And I was just like, wow, this is like, this was a fan made thing. And then I saw that it was from uh, the, the college students, but I was still impressed. Well, um, the fact that it was a half hour is forever. <laughs> one of the things I regret about it. Cause, cause it, it shouldn't have you, been a half hour. You, like there's a lot of stuff out of there that should have been edited out to make it a, like faster paced. And, sure. You, oh. you, you could have went with about 12 minutes, probably. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and, and the thing that is the most, upsetting is going back and watching our animatic mm-hmm. uh pilot episode for true tale right oh my god the thing could have been so much shorter too. <laughs> yeah that too like it took a while for us to learn like one thing about scad that scad didn't teach us was editing, editing. right uh so a lot of that had to just kind of we learned it as we went sure sure like where where the pace goes and everything like exactly that. It's, it's very what should we cut out what should we add it's really great now like um like I feel like I've grown so much after entering into the industry and mm-hmm. seeing pitches from Harvey Beaks, the animatics, right. the boards, same thing with Puppy Dog, mm-hmm. um, because now I'm like, oh, that's pacing. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You can, get, you can get to the story and the meat of the problem right. really fast. Right, exactly. So honestly, our pilot episode should have been 11 minutes. Right. If if you right if 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 you have yeah if you have uh you know you either have a twenty two or eleven minute window to fit in all of your story and typically nowadays only eleven because I I don't know of many that really do the the twenty two anymore. Uh, it's uh, no, it's no. usually yeah. um resigned to just action adventure. Yes. Yeah. So if you're going to do anything that is a big action adventure series, it's mm-hmm. necessary to have it be 22 minutes right. because you have to think you have to consider the arcs of the actual story right so say for example if we take a, a batman episode mm-hmm. the very first moment they're going to introduce you to kind of like a slight overarching plot of what the problem is right then in the second act you're going to get um well in the first act you're probably going to meet the bad guy and right. batman is going to like 
start com- coming up with some sort of plan and whatever it was right. that was mentioned in that very like first like two minutes of the <laughs> yeah. cartoon is right. probably how he's going to solve the yeah, problem. Exactly. exactly. And then it's like then you have your second arc where he fails. Right. He fails for whatever reason. The bad guy beats him, and you go, "What, yeah. Batman? What's wrong with you?" Right. And then the second, then you have your third arc where he uses that little bit of information that right. you saw as the audience going, <laughs> "Why didn't you do that in the first place?" <laughs> yeah. And then solves the problem. And you have to have it. Like, you need those twenty-two minutes. Yeah. Now yeah. shows like SpongeBob or Loud House, right. Bunsen is a Beast, or any of those. Those eleven right. minutes right. are perfect yes. because they're comedy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with any kind of junior project. It's going to be 11 minutes because it works really well because right. the kid's going to pay attention for 11 right. minutes. It, it, it's, yeah. it's actually evolved to a point to where I think it's impressive of how much character and how much uh, storytelling that – uh, they, they've sort of, we'll get into this uh, a little later on, of how much they've actually been able to fit into those 11-minute uh, spikes in, say, Adventure yeah. Time or Steven Universe or oh, Loud House. Phenomenal. It's fantastic. I'm, I, it really is. Loud House to a... tight writing. Right. Loud House to a lesser degree, I think it's still more of just sort of like a, a, a Peanuts type of fun show, but there, there's there's actual character into a lot of that, and it's uh, it, it's impressive the way they do that stuff. Um, yeah, agreed. Uh, well, it's, it's actually crazy, like, working on Puppy Dog, Mm-hmm. I see those exact same arcs of what I was telling about with Batman right. in those cartoons. Right. Where it's like the puppies go, oh, we're going to go on a mission. Yeah. And then they go, okay, now we're on this mission. Oh, we were about to solve the mission. Oh, <laughs> no, something went wrong. Now we've got to go take care of this whole other part of the mission. <laughs> and then finally they eventually make it back to Bob and they, they help him and with the stupid like the, the this thing that they do or whatever i don't want to say they're stupid i love the show it's wonderful but but no like bobby's iced tea oh we're gonna go to antarctica and we're gonna go get ice and i mean it's like that makes so but I mean, you, you know. can put so yeah. much story in 11 right. minutes right and so it's making me even look at what we're doing with true tale and go mm-hmm. hey maybe we don't even need to do the 22 minute we can actually do an 11 minute right because uh, I don't know. I mean, if, if we stay doing a web series and that kind of thing, then that would yeah. probably be the, the best direction to go would be 11 minute episodes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's sort of it's sort of a balance of like uh, people sort of honing that craft and making it good. And also audiences sort of accepting the pacing a little bit better nowadays, I think. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I agree. It's impressive. Uh, but tell us about True Tale. What is True Tale? <laughs> let, let, let's just get down to the middle. What is it? Uh, just so right, anybody who hasn't seen that? this. Yeah, you go right ahead. You go right okay. ahead. Yeah. All right. So True Tale, when it first started, we call this mm-hmm. True Tale Prime. Right. Uh, it was the story of a bunch of characters mm-hmm. uh, that were mercenaries mm-hmm. who were going to go on an adventure for a necromancer <laughs> to... Uh, Basically, the necromancer was almost like a genie. He promised them untold things of whatever it was. Brutus right. wanted to bring Caleb's parents back. Dolly wanted revenge. Victor right. wanted riches. All of this. These mm-hmm. are very negative characters. <laughs> they all very self-centered, and that was the story of True Tale. Them going throughout the land of Splitpaw in this anthropomorphic world mm-hmm. of working together as a team somehow and solving uh the problem of 
achieving all of these artifacts and things right. so that they could get these uh, wishes uh, granted yeah, and, by and, the and necromancer. All, right. And all of it based on uh, like a, a Dungeons and Dragons kind of yeah. Western RPG sort of theme. You know, yes. you got your bards and your wizards and, mm-hmm. and your uh, your sorcerers and your knights and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Which is why we had so many fans who went, oh, is this a video game? And we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it had a smack of video game to it when I first saw yeah. it. Yes, it did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, for about two years, that was the direction of True Tale, mm-hmm. and we did the pilot animatic, and mm-hmm. we did all of this stuff, and we even went to MomoCon and showed it off to people, and mm-hmm. uh, which is anime convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Right. Yeah, I think and, we did, we we'd even started uh, like we were going to be doing uh, a character introduction animation for yeah. each one of the main characters. We did like a yeah. Victor one. We did a Caleb one. We had we, boards. We animated most of Brutus. the Brutus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but kind of happening is it just sort of ran its course. Right. Well, that, that, was, that, was, when we, that yeah, was when we pitched it to Nickelodeon. We were like, look at yeah. how amazing this is. And Nickelodeon was like, eh. <laughs> no, like basically it kind of went the lines of, oh, this is this is really dark. Like, we mm-hmm. don't like touching on death, so the necromancy right. thing is not going to work for us. Right. Also, you are making a serialized uh, project of where you have to watch the first episode to mm-hmm. be able to watch the second episode. Right. Because Zach and I loved anime, and we loved Avatar, The Last yeah. Airbender, exactly. and all of that, and we were like, oh, like... Nickelodeon did this, so they'll take it. This will <laughs> well, be that, awesome. That was actually a pretty revealing moment because um, uh, they told us at that time that, well, you know, yeah, we we did Avatar The Last Airbender, and sure, that a, shows like what you're doing, but that was failure. a one-off. It was it, it like, failed. It was, it was, yeah, they were like, this isn't, like, it did not succeed like we wanted it to. Hmm. It was extremely costly, um, and the result is we can't show Oh, one episode without showing a huge stack of episodes. Right. And it wasn't until I got to Nickelodeon that I really understood what that meant. Right. Yeah. Um, because you want reruns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. The yeah. when they have the premieres of animation, that's mm-hmm. great. That's awesome. Yeah. But really, your big viewing audience comes yeah. from the reruns. Right. So this way, yeah. SpongeBob plays all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how you continually build that fan base to like yeah. i remember when i saw it when i was in eighth grade right and on. now there are eight-year-olds and four-year-olds today who are still watching it but they're probably not watching those first episodes that i watched they're watching reruns of season four i think that thing got season 10 now. yeah right um yeah so basically but, uh, that's uh yeah. so so yeah so it started off as that much darker mercenary like we're going on a long journey kind of story mm-hmm. and then after after working with nickelodeon and having them uh, pitching it to them constantly and having them critique it and ha- helping us rework it, mm-hmm. it turned into more of a uh, true tale, the school of heroes. Right. Which, uh, yes. Allison, you want to talk about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So when we first pitched the concept to Nickelodeon and they gave us that feedback, the moment I got off the call, I was like, uh, they're never going to take this. Like, he hadn't <laughs> even sent us the email yet saying we don't want this. So right. I grabbed, I think, like four or five of our artists unknown right. to Zach and was like, draw me a baby Dolly and draw me a baby Victor. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, those so, two are, are strong characters right. and everyone loves them. Right. If we 
aged them to be the same age of Caleb and Melody, mm -hmm. and we put them in a school to where they are trained to be heroes, then what happens is as they grow up, we can wow. eventually take them out of the school and go on the grand adventure that we had always wow. planned to do. Yeah, you know, True Tale Shippuden. Right, yeah. <laughs> True Tale yeah, Shippuden. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, basically, basically. It, it's, and, it, it's great that you yeah. mentioned that, Allison, actually, because uh, I was one of the questions I had was what what did it did it take any sort of uh, and you just answered it really so I don't know why I'm asking uh, but, um, but <laughs> like did, did it did it take any like uh, like thought process of like how to reintroduce these characters back in because you've you've kept all the characters I've noticed this professor you know, Brutus and uh, Canicus are both the teachers but like was there a process thought of like what about Dolly and Victor what do we do with them were they, were they considered yeah, to be like, teachers uh, at any point or did they just well, go I, straight I, to students yeah well see see I remember that I, I actually fought Allison a little bit when she introduced this oh idea to me because I was I was still very much in love with the uh going on a journey mercenaries sure. approach you were still angry and it, it, yeah <laughs> basically yeah it was right it, I, I just quit Floyd County. I was back in my apartment in Savannah. I was at SCAD again. I was a student after having tasted the, the, delici Freedom. the deliciousness that is being an animator. Right. Yeah. Um, we but, need uh, a but yeah, no, I mean, she she very quickly convinced me that it mm -hmm. was just better. Like having mm -hmm. this central location, oh, we right. saved a, we could save a lot of time uh, and production costs. Oh yeah. Good backgrounds point. and yeah. there's having, always a place to turn to. Travel mm -hmm. to different locations, like what they did with Avatar. Right. That's extremely it's, expensive. Right. Yeah. We had no idea. Like they, right. we, we didn't know that that was even a thing. We thought, yeah. oh, well, you guys did that, then it would be fine. And no, it I, isn't. Yeah. It's yeah. Not so, fine. so she had convinced me that the school idea is better. So yeah. we're like, all right, well, if, if it's a school, they have to be kids. We've already got Caleb and Melody. Like, they're already kids. Right. Of our other four characters, who do we bring into kids? And it really came down to Dolly and Victor yeah. played off of Caleb and Melody so well that we kind of wanted to yep. bring them down right. in age to kind of have this yeah. set of four kids. I, 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 but Canicus and Brutus, though, mm -hmm. like... They just had to stay their age. Their, their personality there was no reason. Was, right. Yeah, their, their personality is so entrenched with how old they are. Like, right. Canicus is a grouchy old man. We we can't the, make him a kid and still keep the same character. Yeah, the experiences that they've had have obviously brought them to what the character they are. So they'd be a completely different exactly. character if they weren't that. Exactly. Yeah. So we're like, but we don't want to get rid of them because we love them so much. So it's mm -hmm. like, ah, we make them professors, and there mm -hmm. we go. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, this we kept most of the character, like most of the character traits of Dolly and Victor and Melody and Caleb, kind of the same. Mm -hmm. However, if you ever watch our animatic, you will realize yes. that Caleb is a complete idiot. <laughs> Well, he's it's he's naive. It's not that he's no, an idiot. No, it's just no. that he's very no no. He's very inexperienced. He's very naive. I would he's say very, naive. Uh, innocent. Yes. Yeah. Well, like his, a cat. His innocence. Exactly. His innocence, his innocence can go over into the realm of being almost stupid. Like, he's still smart. Like he saves the day in the end. But, but we, we didn't like that though. Nickelodeon didn't yeah. like it either. Like they wanted a very strong, driven yeah. goal. In fact, I think they used the words. We love your show, but your your main character Caleb doesn't seem to be uh, ambitious. He doesn't mm. seem to have a goal. Interesting. And we were yeah. like, okay, well, we need we need to rewrite this guy. We need to make mm -hmm. him stronger, more of a leader. Right. So basically, um, there there is a, a period of time that we went silent, and it was probably about I... year two years that we basically dropped off the place of the earth. I and noticed the that. Reason being, <laughs> yeah. The reason being is, yeah, no, I know a lot of our fans noticed this. Um, the reason being is because uh, 
Zach was back in school. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking about moving out to LA Mm -hmm. and in that whole process, as well as we had just been contacted by a client over in Singapore because she was really taken with our stuff. And we started doing uh, client work, Mm -hmm. which is what Gate Seekers was. Right. Um, And 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 then additionally, on top of all that client work, we we still were pitching True Tale to Nickelodeon from that first meeting we had with them. So it it was about two years of pitching a Nickelodeon and changing and, and swapping things around. And just, mm-hmm. it felt wrong to be animating it on the side when we were still mm-hmm. developing it for pitching. Right. Exactly. So it was just kind of like, all right, well, True Tale, we're still working on it, but like none of what we work on can be made public because, well, we're pitching. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so we weren't really sure exactly what the stipulations were on if we're pitching something, can we release this information? Right. Would the companies want us to release this information? So we need to be quiet. So we just, yeah. we basically fell off the face of the earth. Right. Um, but the thing that happened when I went to Nickelodeon, because True Tale had kind of gone like up on a shelf, mm-hmm. and we were just like, one day, someday, M- maybe. we'll bring you back, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what happened is Nickelodeon had their shorts program. Right. And so I reached out to Zach and I was like, Zach, let's do the shorts program. Let's <laughs> let's let's do a Caleb Melody True Tale inspired shorts and it'll be awesome and they'll have to say yes because we'll be amazing again, naive as impossibly yeah. As and Caleb so as you can we, be. Oh my god, I, I need to I need to be Dolly. Like right. I'm supposed to no. be Dolly, not Caleb. <laughs> the logical <laughs> Caleb, one. Caleb, I'm Dolly. Yeah. But the the thing is is we pitched it uh, back in, oh my gosh, uh, last year. Oh man, so 2016 in uh, June, July, uh, something along those lines. And, or no, it might have been April. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, this is really cool. This is awesome. You know, we'll put it through to like advisement. Right. And they didn't pick it up um, to be a short. But mm-hmm. I had become very friendly with uh, one of the creators mm-hmm. of a show at, at Nickelodeon. And he was like, hey, you need, you should make a pitch packet for this and actually pitch this to Nickelodeon development. Right. Now, my game plan had always been that I would stay at Nickelodeon and then maybe in like five years after I had been like a coordinator or became a project manager or something like that, mm-hmm. I would then pitch projects to Nickelodeon. Right. This jump started every Yeah, I'm sure and it did. So yeah, no kidding. I was, like, I was like, okay, fine. And so we wrote up the pitch packet. We got artwork. We got everything together. And I sat down and I pitched it to uh, the big Nickelodeon development people. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. It's just like Harry Potter. It's fun. <laughs> it's engaging. And I'm like, oh, my God, these people in development love it. This is so exciting. Yeah, I, I right. think specifically they said yeah. it, they felt that it was like Harry Potter met Lord yeah. of the Rings. Like wow. it had that kind of feeling yeah. to That's- it. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, but it's not Harry Potter. Like, no, 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 honey, that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, that's, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. Million dollar <laughs> brand. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and then a month later, they were like, hey, we're we're going to pass. We're not mm. looking for anything that has magic in it. And we wow. felt like your art and your I, style was very young. Right. So why don't you pitch it to the preschool people? Mm. Oh, and we were like, wow. And so we were like, it's. Desperate. We wanted to. We, show we, we were desperate. So we were like, bad. all right, let, sure, let's make a junior version <laughs> sure, of it. Let's sure. So, it Why not? So we made a junior version of it. And what was right. interesting is by making the junior version, mm-hmm. we created Elder. 
We got rid of Eldritch and we created this tiny, itty bitty little version of him along with his little posse of minions. Right. And (laughs) we created these four new characters. Right. So every time we pitched, we created a new set of characters. So the first time we pitched, it was just in the mercenaries. That's amazing. Then the second time we pitched, it was Caleb and, and, and Melody and Dolly and Victor all as children. Then mm-hmm. the third time we pitched it, we then had Garth and Dylan and right. Harper and Ami. Mm-hmm. And then, that was the really cool thing about the pitching process is that even though every time we pitched it, they turned it down. Right. And then we had to rework it to pitch it to a different thing. Right. Every time we had to rework it, we always had like more and more that was kind of building up into this final product that we've got it at right now. Right. And so when we pitch it to the junior people, they were like, this is amazing. We love it. (laughs) Everyone says that. Everyone says that. So if you ever pitch a property somewhere and they tell you this is amazing. Yeah. Smile. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And then walk out of there and go, okay, well, I was I was amazing now. Right. That doesn't mean that in a month from now they're going to tell me I'm still amazing. Right. Well, yeah, one of the things to... in the preschool, which really, I think, built Caleb and our characters to be so much stronger now. Yeah. That, that's... Is they were like, what is his goal? Yeah. Like, what, what is it that he wants? And we're like, well, he wants to be a hero. And they're like, yeah, but, like, why? And we're like, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> why, does he, why does he want to be a hero? Which right. then yeah. spawned this so thing of, oh, my gosh, why are there heroes in this world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, why does this, this world necessary? even need heroes? Why do right. they even need heroes? Which then, all of a sudden, we realize this will never be a junior show. Right. Yeah, so we wound up, like, really fleshing it out, but then through fleshing that out, we... Right. That Allison's exactly right. That's what made us go. You know what? We actually want to take this away from Junior. Go back to right for a, a, an older audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually yeah. changed uh, Caleb and Melody's design. We made them yeah. taller. Right. We gave them a little bit more intellect. Where mm-hmm. Caleb now is like this fast mm-hmm. kind of character. Where our, our audience will will get to meet him when we when we do our Kickstarter video right. uh, release. Where this is not a super curious kitten this is a kitten who's like right. uh i'm gonna be a freaking leader and you're you're gonna listen to me right yeah he's actually a good fighter he's very he's agile mm-hmm. yeah he's agile he's in in melody uh we kind of tone down the violence her, her violence <laughs> yeah because it, we can't we can't like sure we do decide to actually show this to um, a Nickelodeon or a Disney or these companies again, mm-hmm. or yeah. can't have her throwing knives. Right. I I will say the juxtaposition of this tiny little girl bunny bard with a thousand knives under her cape is just the funniest thing. Uh. <laughs> the thing you have to keep in mind, and possibly our our fans and and whatnot will not be happy with us about it Mm -hmm. is uh if we do decide to go down that route Mm -hmm. of of pitching this as a series to a cartoon network or disney or any of those Mm -hmm. um we can't have throwing knives right uh possibly we might be able to we we'd have to like discuss things but the thing is is it's gonna be very hard for a child to find a sword Right. Go slice his brother with it, exactly. or uh, blow an arrow, mm-hmm. and and go like you know, shoot at something. Right. But you can go pick up a knife yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. There, there's there's yeah. something you could definitely mimic yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah. that would be important. So I mean, the thing is, 
True Tale is always going to be something where we're going to want to push the boundaries as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But we also have to be realistic when it comes to actual business right. practices. Well, oh, absolutely. That, that's why that's I mean, that's one of the reasons why we finally just went, you know what, we're we're tired of pitching it. Let's just go ahead and bring it back. Like let's reactivate all of our social media. Let's actually do all this new artwork. Let's rebuild our whole website. Right. Let's go back to the indie mentality that we had in the beginning. Right. And actually just try to try to just do our vision, just right. do our show. Uh, that that's, that, that, that's awesome because that's exactly what brought me to, uh, to contact you immediately afterwards. Cause it was, uh, I was, it was very interesting to, to watch the, to see the, the drastic change. And I, I'm, you know, like again, like you can upset fans with that sort of thing. I was very, like, it, it seemed very uh, kind of obvious to me or something. I don't know. It just when it happened, it was like, okay, this is why they've been silent for a while. They've been because I knew you were pitching it to a studio. I don't think you guys ever said Nickelodeon until the relaunch of the website. Um, yeah, I knew you were pitching it to a studio, and it was just like, okay, so this is a lot of workshopping is what happened here, and mm-hmm. they've probably landed on something that that actually works very well. And uh, as a fan, I have to say, my what really brought me on to this was uh, the character design. I think it's uh, nothing less than stellar. Uh, I. I I adored Caleb the moment I saw him, and I I wasn't a cat person. I just, but there was just something like, <laughs> oh, a, that's my baby. Right, that's like the, the, that's right. the one I like worked on the most when it came to character design. There was one right. other person, uh, Megan Phillips, yeah. and myself, and the two of us. We like. Oh my god, we took tails off on getting Caleb's design. There's yeah. something instantly endearing about his design, can I just say? Like it the moment you just want that kid to succeed, the yeah. moment you yeah. see him, I don't know what it is, but it, well, it's one of the things that 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 like I uh, as as art director that we we always try to uh push our team to mm-hmm. go in, like the direction we push them towards when it comes to mm-hmm. not only drawing our world but drawing our characters is that everything is very very much based on a strong foundation of basic shapes. Mm-hmm. Like Caleb is a trapezoid. Melody yes. is a football. Right. Dolly is an oval. Like we really try to push those basic shapes. Right. And uh, even even the like the art style of the world itself, we try to push those those really solid volumetric basic shapes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it's it, it was hard. Like <laughs> there there was a moment where we were thinking like, do we want to keep with this lineless art style or do we want to go with a lined art style? Because yeah. lined art is a, a lot easier to mess around with color and things like that because you have those lines that are kind of separating um, yeah. your different blocks of color. Right. But a lineless art style looks so much more beautiful. It does. But it's so much harder yeah. to do. <laughs> I yeah. imagine. Oh. Yeah. Especially in flash yeah. animation, there's something about yes. it that it, it just, it looks, uh, it, it, it lends to that sort of like paper cutout feel. It like does. It, it, it's very cool. Uh, and actually, it was just it. with this new launch of True Tale that we started to bring in like paper textures to mm-hmm. all of our environments to kind of separate the character from the environment, but still have the environment feel kind of dynamic and, and rich. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun to mess with textures. We're we're, we're really enjoying it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was impressive to see the uh, to see the change. Um, uh, I also have said uh, Dolly is one of my favorite character designs I think I've ever seen. Um, she I, was the hardest one. Right. right to, oh my gosh. To, hardest that one. one. That one has been so difficult. Right. Uh, <laughs> but she, there's no character like her. No. Uh, no. Which is probably the thing. Hello? Also oh, sorry. The greatest. 
that cut out a yeah, little bit. In fact, uh, when we were drawing her turnaround for the very first time, like way back with her adult version, we mm-hmm. could not for the life of us get her horns to turn around right. properly. And we eventually, right. like after months of trying to get it to work, uh, we just had one of our crew members just go, hey, I built the horns in uh, Autodesk Maya. And oh, wow. I went ahead and I took screenshots to turn them around, and let's just trace them. <laughs> oh, man, Autodesk Maya, man, that thing is a—it's a godsend. It feels like. God, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, and uh, ever since then, whenever we had like a complicated object that we wanted to turn in space, we mm-hmm. just build it in Maya first and trace wow. over it. Wow, it's impressive. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Ruby R W B Y. That uh, yeah. when, when they switched from Poser to Maya, it was just a stark revelation yeah. oh of like God, oh no man kidding. just this is amazing immediately it's <laughs> 10 times better yeah it was just amazing so it, yeah. well, it, it, it it's a heck of a tool <laughs> it's pretty crazy tool too right yeah <sighs> Um, so I, I think uh, I, I would agree with you, I, uh, Allison, when you said that uh, Dolly and Victor worked the best uh, from taking from a from an adult mercenary form down to an adventurous student uh, type of situation. I think that it, it really does work. I love the look of the new characters. Um, I can't wait to see their characters flourish and uh, build as the little. I'm loving the little shorts you're putting on social media. The little animated gifs uh yeah that's great yeah every three days we're trying to launch a new animated gif to just kind of help build up our fan base and we also use it to answer any questions like if someone has a concern like for example there was a concern when we launched back in july 1st right Uh, yeah there were there there, yeah there were there were some fans that were like oh man we don't like victor being a kid like we liked the fact that he was a ladies man like oh he can't be a ladies man if he's a kid now He's not a cat yeah. Nova. This was the one reason I liked her tail. I'm out now. Right. Yeah. So I went, okay. All yeah, right. So, so, if well, you well, think a 12 year old can't, can't be a cat Nova, then you haven't babysat one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's our goal. Like, like yeah. by releasing the artwork, instead of just like writing out a paragraph, like, dear True Tail fan 87 at AOL.com, you're so wrong. And right. Like, we write out this huge <laughs> paragraph. Like, that's not going to work. That, no. that makes us look horrible. No, yeah. yeah so exactly. we, we decided every one of these little GIF animations we create, we want them to be not only showing off the characters and their personalities in the world, but also addressing directly right. any of those concerns or questions that right. our fans have. Pro- proving that Victor hasn't changed from what he is. He, he's oh, exactly. no, no. He's, he's yeah. still the and, same old Victor. It, it, yeah. actually, it actually tells more of a it, – it, it, it actually lends a li- little bit more to his character, person. I think, personally, because um, when he was the boisterous, uh, you know, had like 30 different names attached to him, uh, it, it, it seemed like he was more lying than anything else. Yeah. And in, yeah. in this situation, it would be more of a kid fantasizing. It's a, it, it's more like, uh, it, it seems more innocent in a way. Um, yeah, agreed. So, yeah. So it, you know, one of the things impressive. that we're really going to focus a lot on with True Tale is family dynamics right so like as you can see like zach everything was given to him i came from a family that expected me to Mm -hmm. do a certain thing Mm -hmm. and that's stuff that we really want to uh, portray in our show Mm -hmm. that each one of these children from such young ages Mm -hmm. they have these stipulations put on them they have uh, parents who expect greatness from them or they don't have parents at all and they're orphans right or their parents have like vanished and they don't know where they are they've been raised by another family or Mm -hmm. they come from such a big family that they're ignored because (laughs) these are all really uh common day um themes that are happening in children's lives today we really want to focus on that 
but also add in the fun adventure and yeah. and the dynamic uh, nature of being a fantasy kind of Dungeons and Dragons sort of and show. And there's also a lot of responsibility placed on their shoulders as well because they are the next generation of heroes that mm-hmm. are going to protect the land from the dark mythical creatures and whatnot. Right. So it's, it's you know there's there's always that sort of like even though everything's fun. And it's got that school-based life, and we can see our characters interact with each other and having fun. There's always kind of like that, like, there is still a little bit of that darkness sort of mm-hmm. uh, over here on the side. Yeah, looming. Occasionally going to be entering in. Yeah, looming mm-hmm. is a good word. Mm-hmm. So even though we're, we're definitely not our old show of, of really dark and death and mercenaries and all that stuff, right. we, do still, <laughs> we do still have some of that darkness kind of still in there because— right. Like, darkness is what makes a good kid's show, at least in my opinion. Like, yeah. I prescribe to the Don Bluth mentality. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Secret of Nim, one of the greatest uh, yeah. movies of all time. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you got yeah. uh, Land, Land Before Time 1. Let's kill yeah. off uh, Littlefoot's, uh, Bigfoot, <laughs> Littlefoot's mother. Is, is Littlefoot's mother, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 It'd be great. Let's, let's dedicate an entire five-minute animated sure. sequence to just him saying yeah. goodbye to her as she dies in front of him. You know, oh there, th- there's a rumor about that movie, and I've never been able to confirm this. If I ever get the chance to talk to Don Bluth, that this was ever confirmed, that yeah. the Great Valley is act- was actually supposed to be heaven at the end of that, that the kids all just die. I've, I've heard that exact I, same rumor. I have, really wouldn't doubt it for I, a second. I, I just wonder... Like something Don Bluth would do. Right, if like that was yeah. ever like an original pitch or an original idea, but I've well, never heard any confirmation well, about this. It, it, it makes be, perfect sense. It does. That's why all of the sequels are all like really happy. Exactly. Musical numbers. <laughs> they're, they're all in yeah, heaven at they're, Yeah, they're all, it's all pastel and like crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're just in heaven. That, that's why it's all, all candy-coated now. <laughs> animation quality goes down a bit because you know right. in heaven you get 24 frames per second yeah you so. know it's whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i always wondered about that um but yeah uh i i i i've been enjoying this project uh since way back in the day i i, I sort of went uh you know i i never thought i'd see it again after you guys went dark uh for so long uh, i remember seeing a few little um uh, post about like oh we're pitching it to some people like like stay tuned blah 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 uh but i i just after a while i was just like well i'm never gonna see this thing again it's a shame i really liked it and then boom you guys come back with this new website which is primo by the way uh i'm no, a we- that's, that's I, all zach zach right. is such like i believe in some other life he should be a graphic designer. That's, I'm, 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 I'm a web designer by trade. I'm a web designer by trade, so I, I was uh, very impressed. Uh, but it was super, super cool. I was, I was uh, stoked about it, and uh, I can't wait for the, for the character videos, uh, everything else coming out about it. It seems really, really fun. Uh, yeah, well, every three days we're releasing a gift. Yeah. And if, yeah. if everything goes as planned, mm-hmm. we, uh, we plan on launching the Kickstarter along with like a three-minute really like awesome animation of hey everyone this is a kickstarter <laughs> and that, that would start um october sometime in october okay awesome yes. that's what yeah. that's what we're planning for. and we're gonna Fantastic. have some awesome rewards we're gonna do enamel pens and buttons mm-hmm. and postcards and awesome. all sorts of things uh it's really to really market the the mm-hmm. pilot episode and, and see and see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's one reason. It's, yeah, so. it's one reason why we're trying to launch all these gifts. We're trying to like build right. up the fan base to as big as we could possibly get it before we right. sucker punch everyone in the gut with a Kickstarter. So. Sure, yeah. sure, fantastic, awesome. I'm I'm super stoked. I'll be right there uh, on Kickstarter day one. Absolutely. 
guys, awesome. thank you so much for being on this episode. This is a full episode, guys. That's what's going on now. So, <laughs> Skydynamic Studios, you guys. We did get carried away. Yeah, you guys got a full no, episode sorry. going. Like, we are so long-winded. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I kind of wanted it because now I don't have to record one two weeks from now. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Uh, anything that gives me less work to do, I'm good. Um, but yeah, uh, but guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, that is that is Zachary Rich and uh, yeah. Allison Allison Shribnik of Skynamic Studios. Uh, they'll be uh, having more announcements out there. Go check out on Facebook. Go check out their True Tale. Go ahead and plug all your uh, social media guys if you want to. Oh yeah! Oh like my we- gosh! Yes! <laughs> uh, Absolutely. We've got yeah. uh, we've got our website, which is www.skynamicstudios.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we've also got six different social media. We've got, um, let me got see her. Face- we have Facebook, where, and that is uh, True Tale Fans mm-hmm. uh, at Facebook. And we have a Tumblr as well, which is just truetale.tumblr. Mm-hmm. And we have Twitter, where it is um, underscore True Tale underscore. underscore. Yes, yes. <laughs> we've got a and YouTube, we, we've got a um, Deviant Art. We have an Instagram, which is True Tale Cartoon. Mm, wow. And uh, we have a deviant art, but honestly, you can gain all access to all of this on our website. Yes, uh, at uh, the www.skynamicstudios.com. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's all right there, uh, guys. Thank you so much, Zachary Rich, Allison Shribnik. Thank you very much for being on. Uh, this is Animation Destination. Uh, you can check us out at animationdestination.com or destinationcomics.com uh, where all of our other DNN-related shows are. You can check out all the other DNN-related podcasts, Bagged and Bearded for Comics, uh, Kill Screen Cinema for Video Games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, guys, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being on. Uh, but next week... Thank you for inviting. Yes. Yeah, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- and uh, it- it'll be a pleasure to have you back on if ever there- if ever there's a subject you guys want to talk about, just send me an email. And if I'm doing an episode on it, if you want to talk about uh, any any uh, any any upcoming uh, animated series that's happened or anything you're watching currently, if you have the time to. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and if any of your fans want to break mm-hmm. into production like mm-hmm. what I do, right. I'm completely fine with them reaching out to me. Awesome. Uh, okay. Because it is so hard to find <laughs> good producers in this industry. Right. So if I were able to bring some in from this, oh, that'd be amazing. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, that's it for this episode, guys. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening, DNN.